You are listening to the No Formula Podcast, episode number 23. Jeremy Mira is a graphic designer from Australia. At the young age of 25, he's overcome a drug addiction and built six streams of revenue. With the help from God and a good support system, he believes his success is the result of a strong mindset and taking action. In this episode, Jeremy exposes the opportunities of creating wealth online, how he leverages them, and how he manages so many projects at once. Work with Jeremy by visiting muradesignco.com or get free design tips from Jeremy Mura Design on YouTube. In the meantime, continue listening to hear more about his streams of revenue and which one brings in the most revenue. The No Formula Podcast offers a glimpse into the lives of real entrepreneurs who possess a variety of experiences and backgrounds. Through raw conversations, learn about their passions, journeys, setbacks, and milestones. Join host Laura L. Bernhardt as she confirms that there is, in fact, no formula to success. Get inspired and stay motivated throughout your entire journey. Subscribe today. I want to kick off this interview with a personal question, if you don't mind. Jeremy, how old are you? Wow, what a great first question. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I'm actually 25. It's funny because I don't know why people always get a bit weird when people ask your age. It's just like, it's just a number. Like, it's just a label. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah, I'm 25. um, And and yeah, it seems a bit young. What do you think? Yeah, um, that's why I'm asking you because as we'll discuss later on, you have a lot of things going on in your life right now. And the fact that you're so young, some people can't really fathom the idea of managing so many different projects. So tell me more about your childhood and your schooling. Sure. Let's go all the way back, way back into my memories <laughs> to uh, locate those uh, you know, like images. Five years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So. I grew up, you know, I've lived my whole life in Sydney, so I'm a true blue Aussie, if you didn't know, mm-hmm. your day mate. Um, but, but yeah, so I went to a normal school. Um, and then in high school, uh, I went to a place called Cherrybrook Technology. And obviously it was a public school, but the thing was with this public school, it actually had certain subjects like um, IT. It also had multimedia, which was really cool. And the thing is my mom and dad, they were always a bit more creative. My mom was always creative and my dad was more of the IT guy, guy. He was like a project manager. So I grew up on the computer playing games and you know, all that type of stuff that boys do. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and I got, one, I got to actually do those subjects in high school. Um, so as soon as I got out of primary school, I just went and did that. And then in year 10, you can select multimedia and stuff. And that's when I started getting into like Photoshop and learning about design and, and computer stuff and, and all that cool stuff. And it was really, really helpful. And it really made me see the potentials um, and how you could use, you know, technology and creativity. And um, yeah, I just wanted to always do something creative. I didn't want to be stuck in like a dead end job, just a corporate job in an office. I always wanted to do something creative, but, but yeah, so I started off doing that and that sort of inspired me to eventually pursue graphic design um, after high school. But um but yeah, that's how I sort of started off. And then from, from high school, I went into college. So I did a bachelor degree and that was, that was two years fast track. So I didn't have to actually do three to four years because prior to that, I failed for two years doing a bridging course. And that was a dark time in my life where, you know, I wasn't doing drugs and, and all those type of things. So I wasn't really 
you know, living uh, my destiny. And I was distracted and doing all that stuff. But then after a few years, I eventually found the right course. And as I, my life started picking back up, I, um, yeah, did a, did a graphic design degree and that was really, really useful. So yeah, that was sort of the initial start of that, my journey and, and how I started learning about design and why, why I got into it. You said you were going through a dark time. How, how are you able to get out of that? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, sure. So yeah, my, um, so my family, uh, my parents were, were divorced at a young age. So definitely that has an effect. And obviously, you know, if you grow up in a dysfunctional family with, you know, dysfunctional beliefs and stuff like that, it can, you know, lead to those things, but also it was other factors, um, you know, like dating the wrong girl and that sort of, um, you know, when you get your heart broken, it sort of triggers things. Um, and that's how I like got into, you know, drugs and, and all that stuff. And it was for a period of about three years. So when I finished high school between 18 and 21, that's, the period that that happened. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just very lost. I had no direction in life, no purpose. Um, but one time my friend invited me to church and then, you know, I went to church and, and then I gave my life to Christ. Um, people, everyone has their own beliefs, so you can believe what you want. But for me, that's having a relationship with Christ really helped me through, through the, the depression and through all that. Um, and it really made my mindset shift and yeah, I really encountered the love of God and I really, it really changed my life. And ever since, you know, making that decision, um, you know, to live, to live that life um, that God destined for me, um, my life has been so much more fulfilling. It's a life of purpose. Um, you know, I'm happily married now. I'm running a successful business and yeah, that's just my personal journey um, that I've gone on and it has really helped me, you know, get through all that. Um, and obviously, you know, from a natural perspective, you have, you know, friends and family that support you as well. Like I had a friend from university. Um, when I failed those two years, he was still there, um, you know, supporting me and helping me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that really helped me get through that, all that. So you had a good support system throughout because when you make such a big shift in your life, sometimes you're, you're not hanging out with the right people to help you support your, you through that. But you seem to have that good support system. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, obviously that support system was there, but whether you choose to listen to it or not is, is the person's choice. Mm -hmm. So through that, that period, that negative period, I wasn't necessarily listening to the wise voices and listening to my, my parents and all that stuff. And my friends telling me like, this is, you know, she's not the right girl for you or you shouldn't be doing this or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can, the person can always choose to listen to those wise voices. Right. But, um, yeah, eventually what I had to do is cut off all the anchors because you got to understand a boat can't move if it has an anchor, right? Yeah. It's going to uh, anchors hold down a boat. And even if you have an anchor, you, you can still move a little bit, but it'll be very slow. You'll be dragging on the bottom of the, of the sand. So all those friends, even though I did have a bit of that support system, I still mm-hmm. had other groups of friends that were distracting me, that were pulling me down, that were having negative influences on me that just wanted to party and go out and drink and smoke and go clubbing and like all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really I actually had to can't like can't cut those fully, those relationships off. Like you have to do that. If you really want to be a leader and be a success in life, sometimes being a leader, it, you have to be, you know, uh, it might be a bit lonely because you, you got to do something different. You got to stand out and be ahead of, of other people, not because of ego or you want to be better than them, but it's for your own self. You only mm-hmm. compete against yourself. So I had to really cut those friends off. I remember I used to call them up and be like, Hey man, um, 
don't call me up anymore unless you want to get coffee or maybe lunch. Um, but I don't want to do drugs anymore. I don't want to do this. And I just, I was just direct. You just got to be straight up and cut them off. Like who cares? Friends come and go, you know, people, new people can always come into your life. You know, mm-hmm. I believe God, I believe like God will always bring people into your life, whether you believe in God or not. But if you really desire a change and you desire for, for good, then the right people will, will come into your life and that will give you an opportunity to, you know, shift and, and, and live for the better. That must be so hard to do though. I'm the type of person to be honest that I, I'm either a hundred percent in, like I'm, I'm a hundred percent hard in or, or not at all. Like mm-hmm. I give my, I give my all. So for me, definitely I went through paradigm shifts, you know, as I started listening to, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, wise people and, and different leaders that I followed and teachers mm-hmm. um, that really helped shift my mindset. Like, because they, they always say, you know, cut out toxic people out of your life. You can't, you know, there's a quote, um, I, I think, I think it's by Jim Rohn or, or someone like that. It says, you become like the five people you hang with. Yeah. Because the thing is what you think is what you become. So mm-hmm. what, what you constantly hear or what, what's in your environment has an effect on your mind. Right. And if you have an effect on your mind, it's going to affect your thoughts. And then what happens is it affects your words and then you start speaking it. And when you speak something, it starts manifesting in your life. And then you start taking those actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, like a lot of people find it hard, but to me having that mental shift that the, you know, that the proper um, revelation and ID in my mind that I had to do this for it's for my life. If I don't do this, I'm not going to experience the change and the victory that I, I want to see in my life. Right. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to do it. You know, even though I spent all my high school years with these people and all that, I had to make that decision. Um, you know what I mean? And the funny thing is when I did all, all that stuff and then people, my friends started seeing the change, people would call me up to have coffee and they're like, what happened, dude? You've, you're changed. You're so different. Like you, you speak so wise now and all that stuff. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's a bra- brag or anything, but I could see the tangible impact that it was having on people, you know, yeah. just by shifting and seeing the things I'm posting on social media and stuff like that. It just really, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't that challenging for me because I just, I, I made up my mind. When you make up your mind on something, it becomes really easy to, to be like, this is what I want. This is the success I want to see in my life. So I have to do this. And I started just taking action on everything I was learning. I was just taking action. Wow. That's also very hard to do. <laughs> yes taking action everyone a lot of people say oh yes i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna start tomorrow oh i'm gonna i'm gonna start a company next year but the fact that you were taking action right away like that that takes mm-hmm. a lot and Definitely. and you did a full like 180 mm. <laughs> you 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 were talking about like your your tough times went mm. and kind of finished around you were 21 years old but that was just four years ago and mm. now you have a business and multiple streams of revenue and you're married correct <laughs> <laughs> that's a big change here Jeremy. Definitely. <laughs> it is a big change yes but, but anything can happen <laughs> yes you're proof of it how many <laughs> how many streams of revenue do you have so at the moment i have five uh, wait what <laughs> you have five uh, yes is that a lot <laughs> well I don't know. I only knew of three of them. What are the five? So, um, so yeah, so I'll break it down. So my main source of income would be, so uh, first one would be client work. Mm -hmm. So working with clients, small businesses, medium sized businesses. And that's for graphic Uh, design, right? 
Yes. So graphic yeah. design, I'm a brand designer and identity designer and also do a bit of strategy. So yeah, purely for graphic design services. Mm-hmm. I also do online courses as well, where I teach young designers because I've been doing design for around five years now. Um, I have experience. So I teach young designers on Skillshare with my graphic design courses. Mm-hmm. The third one is I do products. So I do digital products. Um, for example, like logo templates, texture packs, brushes, where designers can actually use that um, on some of the Adobe programs like Photoshop and Illustrator, and it helps their workflow um, be more efficient. Um, the fourth one is coaching. So I also do private coaching for young designers as well, um, which helps them you know, grow. Maybe they want you know, specific information. Maybe they want to have a one-on-one chat. And I really feel like coaching can help certain people. And I've done it in the past. Um, uh, I first started doing it in back in 2017, uh, when someone found my YouTube channel mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah, she, she needed help with illustrator. And then we had at least five sessions with her when I was helping her like design characters. And then she eventually launched her own illustrated children's book, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Awesome. Like I was surprised as well, but, um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. So, so yeah, that's the fourth one. The fifth one, I think I have more than five by the way, but, um, <laughs> Okay, let's continue. Uh, let's continue the list. <laughs> okay, the fifth one would be um, YouTube ad revenue. Okay. So I get I get paid from YouTube um, AdSense. So when you monetize a channel, it means um, ads get shown on your channel. So if people view it or they click on it, then you get a small percentage. So I do make income from that. The sixth <laughs> income is <laughs> um, is affiliate links. Okay. So yeah. on my website and on my, on my YouTube and other areas, platforms, I have affiliate links. So, but the thing with affiliate links, I don't just do any affiliate link. I actually try and do things, programs that I actually use myself. I don't mm-hmm. want to recommend anything that I haven't, haven't tried and that's not good quality to my audience. Mm-hmm. So I try and um, do things that I actually use and, and programs I use. So um, yeah, affiliate, um, affiliate revenue is number six and... I think, I think that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Just six. (laughs) Did you know the average millionaire has seven streams of revenue? So like you're almost there. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Wow. That's great. One more. (laughs) (laughs) You're almost there. You're pretty close. close, I obviously have a thousand questions for you because you have six streams of revenue. Okay. First question. um, Which one brings in the most money? So the one that brings the most money is actually my online courses, to be Your honest. Your online courses. They're the ones on yes. Skillshare. Yes, correct. Okay. So let's go into, into more detail about that. What sure. is Skillshare and when did you start it and how did you build it? Cool. So Skillshare is an online platform where people can um, teach using courses or, or classes. They, they, they refer to them as classes, but they're pretty much like an online course if you think about it because they're mm-hmm. more in depth and they, people break it down. Anyone can teach on there. Um, literally it's not just based on design. You can teach on cooking. If you want, you can teach on, you know, creative stuff, illustration, photography, web development, even like business stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. So anyone can teach. I started back in 2016 or 2017 um, is when I, Wait, let me check. Yeah, August 2016 is when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I teach graphic design classes on there. And yeah, my first payment was actually 
$39. No, total earned $49 was my first payment back in there. And, um, and yeah, and how I built it was the key to doing it. it the one, one of the keys is being consistent. So okay. if you're, if you're an expert in something, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have not a, not a, a lot of knowledge you can, yeah, you can, you want to make sure you're teaching different topics within that niche that you're in. So being consistent and constantly putting it out, they recommend that you try and do one um, every month or two, or at least once every three months. You if have you to can create do, a new course every three months. Well, yeah, that's what they, that's what they recommend. Like okay. if you can, like if you, if you can do it more than like, if you can do one a month, that would be mm. like, that would be very good. But obviously there's a lot of research that goes into it. Like you see like what people are interested in, what's trending. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what does your audience want? Because if you have a bigger audience on another platform, mm-hmm. that will help bring in, um, bring in that audience into those courses. But Skillshare has so many millions of members. I think they've got like 5 million members now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a lot. So their internal audience helps as well. And the thing is, if you become, um, and so consistency is one, but, once you become a top teacher, which, which I am, um, only the top 1% of teachers are actually top teachers. You get in a private group and they actually help promote your, your classes um, and put it by putting them on the top of the category. So that helps you get generate more students into the actual um, courses. And how many courses do you make? Every th- do you make one every three months? Um, I, aim, I aim to do that, yes. Uh, yeah. So some the, the, the past couple... My early years, I wasn't, um, I don't think I was doing it like every few months or every three months. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last, the last couple of years is that that's when I started being more consistent. Um, because I do actually have 20 classes right now. So if you break that down, so there's 12 months in a year. Um, so I've done 20. So I've started 20, the end of 2016. So let's just say 2019. Like if you calculate it, it seems mm-hmm. like it's at least, it's at least like six um, six a year, you know, or five a year. Oh, wow. That's so. so there's, there's a part of it where you're constantly working on it, but then there's a part of it that's passive. Correct. Right. So the 20 courses you already have are constantly making money, but then you're yes. also putting in the effort to put out more courses. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's, it's like YouTube, right? That's kind of like much. YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. It is like YouTube, but one of my strategies is that, with the Skillshare classes, I, it's more in depth, right? Mm-hmm. So I focus more on, you know, going more in depth, giving some tips and tricks um, and, you know, talking more and, and, and adding some stuff on like real world client projects and stuff like that and, and breaking it down. And because I find on Skillshare, it's not just designers, it's actually beginners or people in different industries that just mm-hmm. want to learn a new skill. So it's a broader audience as well. Um, but with YouTube, I tend to focus on a specific tutorial on a specific um, skill or design or style or something like that. So it's a bit different to a course. Oh, oh yeah, because you, you focus your YouTube channel also on graphic design. Correct, yes. Jeremy, I'm impressed. <laughs> like, there's you. just so much <laughs> going it. on. Did you, did you start all of these projects all at once? Yes. <laughs> you did. <laughs> well, I would say I'd say all in the same year, but not exactly the same like week or month. Before when you said that you like took action, you very much just learned about a new medium of making money and you took action. 100%. Like when when so 
what happened was when I was in, when I finished my two years of college, mm -hmm. we have a, you have a major project in your last semester, right? Mm -hmm. So my major project was, I was going to do a client, um, my brother, my, he's now my brother-in-law. He ha he was running a business at the time and I was going to do a project like based on, on his business. And I was going to do like a full revamp and everything that didn't fall through, um, you know, cause of miscommunication and other things. So I decided to launch my own personal brand as my main project. And my, and what I wanted to do was launch my YouTube channel. Um, you know, launch my email list, like launch all those, you know, key foundation things. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, launch my website. Um, and yeah, all that stuff and register my business name and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and then that's when I started in 2016. So literally as soon as I finished college, I was just, I just boom straight and hit like hit the ground running, taking action. And obviously I was still living at home um, mm -hmm. with my mom, my mom and my brother. So obviously I didn't have to pay, you know, that many bills and stuff. Obviously I helped my mom here and there, but, but I was just living, I was just working in my room. And the funny thing was me and my brother shared a room. So like <laughs> it, it was, I'm just being honest. Like it was challenging at times and we've shared a room since we were kids. So for like 22 years now, um, <laughs> obviously I moved out and got married and now I live with my wife. But, um, so I was doing all of this when, you know, whilst my brother was in the room or he was at work or whatever. So, you know what I mean? So there's no excuses. I just took action. I did the best I could with what I had. Um, mm -hmm. you just gotta, you gotta use what's in your hand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whatever you have right now, you can use and take action. And, because I strongly believe that you can't just be a hero. You have to be a doer because if you don't do, you're actually, you're a hypocrite. You know what yeah. I mean? Because a, a lot of people talk, but you know, everyone says, Oh, you know, they don't, um, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Right. Yeah. Everyone knows that saying. So it's like a lot of people talk, but that it can't, they don't take action. Right. And it's yeah. in the action that you learn and you grow and you go to higher levels because you, you have experience. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the fastest way to learn how do you manage all these streams of revenue? Cause I'm assuming you have to put in work into all of them every single week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be a little hard. So what ha tends to happen is some of the revenue streams, they, they are, uh, they move more slowly mm -hmm. because I have to focus on the ones that are generating more income. So the ones that are generating more income, I'll focus putting more effort into those. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in the background, when I, you know, when I prioritize some time, I'll work on the other ones here and there. You know what I mean? And it's all about having systems. You've got to have systems in place. And I've been actually using this note called Notion, which is really cool because I used to use Google Docs and like Microsoft Word and stuff, but it's not efficient. But this thing called Notion.app, it's really useful. It has workspaces and, and like pages within pages. You can also have like tables, like a Trello board, and it's mm -hmm. all integrated into one thing. And it's super useful because I can have you know, all my strategies, all my notes and everything ready. Um, so that's been helping me a lot. Um, and so making time, but yeah, sometimes to be honest, like I'm not, uh, I don't like, sometimes I don't focus and like, am able to work on everything that I want to get, like get done. Mm -hmm. So I just take action on, on sometimes I just take action the day, the day, like day to day sometimes instead of like, I try and plan my week out and my, and all that, but mm -hmm. like, I want to make it even more effort to make sure that I'm, I've systemized everything. I've got, you know, templates ready. Cause I started building templates out this year, like properly, um, to make sure that it's, that I'm on the ball and that I'm, that it makes it. So I'm not constantly wasting time and I'm being more productive. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of 
making sure you're being efficient and, and the app that you're using is called notion.app you said? Yeah. If you, the website is, um, yeah, the website's notion. It's notion.so. Sorry. Okay. Notion.so. Okay. So for everyone listening, they want to build systems. They can go check it out. Yeah. I like that idea because having six mm. streams of revenue is great, but you still have to manage it and make sure they're, they're running mm -hmm. smoothly. Mm -hmm. You have your online courses on Skillshare. You have revenue from YouTube AdSense. Mm -hmm. And both platforms already have an audience, but you also have your own graphic design company. How did you, how did you grow that? How did you get your customers? Majority of the times in, so in the, the previous last few years, majority of it was um, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so typically in 2017, 2018, it was, a lot of it was like word of mouth. Um, I also, the thing also was I was working I did get a part-time job. So after I got married at the start of 20 in 2018, I got a part-time job four days a week. So I was working and still freelancing and doing all this stuff on the side as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I recently left that in October. I finished up there because I wanted to focus purely on my business because I know like you just get overwhelmed. Like you come home and then I've got to do this and you know, and because I'm married, you got to make time for your wife and stuff like that. So there's like all these factors <laughs> and you got the yeah. house, I'm just saying real, you got housework yeah. as well. You got family, you got all these priorities. It's kind of hard to balance everything. And obviously six streams of revenue, like it's, you can't focus on <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? It's not, so, it doesn't seem very possible to be balancing it all smoothly. Well, well anything's possible, but definitely it's not, not everything's going to be effective. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, it was word of mouth. Majority of the, the times, um, some, half of them were from like uh, friends from high school or friends that I met while traveling or like friends of friends um, from like church or like um, family stuff. Um, and then the last, the last year I've actually gotten a client from my YouTube channel, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, what she found one of my logo design tutorials and she was starting a new business, um, launching some new hair products mm -hmm. for her um, yeah beauty brand. And, and yeah, she just reached, she saw my tutorial. She saw that I had a friendly personality. Uh, she saw that I was a professional and an expert. So she mess emailed me. We had a call. Um, we were right fit. And then, yeah, she hired me and I got to do a new logo and some label design for her. And that purely came as a lead from YouTube. Um, uh, I also do generate leads from LinkedIn as well. And also some, sometimes I, I have a few other platforms as well. Sometimes I use Airtasker. I also use um, Calvary. What, which what is those? so Airtasker is like a freelancer site where you can bid and then a client will select you. And then you get, you know, it's like, um, they use escrow. So they hold the money, the payment oh, okay. and you finish yeah. it over and they pay you. Um, Calvary is more based on, you know, it's based in Australia. It's called Calvary freelancing. So that's another app where I work with agencies. So mm -hmm. as a freelancer, so typically, yeah, like they'll post a job maybe for a graphic design, or UI or, you know, whatever, um, illustration stuff. So, um, you can apply for it. And then it's like, typically it's like a, sometimes it's like a week contract or two weeks or a couple months, whatever, it, whatever the job is. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'll go working in an agency, um, as a freelancer. So that's, yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's another way as well. I working with agencies as, as doing freelance, like just to generate, um, income and stuff and build my network. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> 
you've worked with several clients so far. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest mistake people make when doing graphic design or creating their brand identity? So when you say, you know, creating their brand identity, do you mean from uh, like a client perspective or are you talking from like a designer perspective? Mm, I think designer perspective. Okay, cool. So yeah, typically designers, um, especially those that are young or that are starting out or, you know, they're from third world countries or whatever, they focus on selling too much. And they don't mm -hmm. focus on developing rapport, building rapport and developing a relationship with the person. They just focus on, they just focus on trying to get money. And then what happens is they go on these cheap freelancer sites, which the money is nothing. But to them, if you're in a third world country, the money might be all right. But if you're working, you know, in first world country, the, the standard of living and the cost of living is actually higher. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, they focus too much on selling, not building, um, not building a relationship because it's all about connection. People only buy from people who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. Trust is a key one. If they can't trust you, they're not going to pay you. You know <laughs> what I mean? And that's why yeah. like I've read books that, that show that like majority of people that like it comes from the majority of people's clients, like 80% is from like referrals, word of mouth referrals or through friends and family because they, they, they trust you way more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the percentage increases that they're more likely going to hire you for a job. Yeah. So, so yeah, building, building that. And also I'd say being proactive in developing your network and like just going out there, you got to be proactive. You got to go to events. You got to put time and effort into doing, you know, going into groups, messaging and um, posting content and stuff like that. Because I realized when I was younger doing this, I wasn't doing that as much. And like, one thing, like I wouldn't call clients. I wouldn't go to any like meet local meetups, business meetups. Um, you know, and I realized like if I started doing that earlier, I would have developed my network way more, you know, and built trust. And then I would have had way more clients. But now I've realized that only the past couple of years that it's so important. And I think everybody should be focusing on that. You're not just managing all these streams of revenue, but you're also constantly promoting it. So, and that's kind yeah. of like a seventh job. Yes, promoting it. So, 100%. what is your advice to the entrepreneurs on on how to do that? Yeah, so what you have to do is you got to focus on I'd say three maximum platforms. The, mm -hmm. But you should have you should have one core pillar platform. So my core pillar platform right now is YouTube. My second is Instagram. My third is LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So. It's hard to focus on all platforms unless you're like Gary V and you have a whole team of designers <laughs> and creators doing it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it can be a bit hard if you're just one person because uh, it's, it's just me at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I focus on creating that key piece of content and then what I do, I'll cut it up so and save it in different formats so it actually, so I can post it on all these other platforms. For Instagram, you do have something called Creator Studio, which you can use, which um, helps plan the content. At the moment, um, I'm having issues with that, but um, it does work really well. Instead of using third-party plugins, if you use third-party plug plugins, the algorithm doesn't support, um, it doesn't like using third-party plugins, so it doesn't really push your content up as much as oh. using like, yeah. So it's better that. to, yeah, because Facebook owns Instagram, they want you to use their own Creator Studio. Um, oh, so you know okay. what I mean? So it keeps people on the platform pretty much. So, yeah. 
yeah, that's a quick tip for, for that. But yeah, once I create the, the key pillar content, then what you do, you, I, I cut it up. Um, at the moment, because I am focusing on growing my Instagram as well, I'll create a, a carousel post and then I'll post on my Instagram and the same time I post on LinkedIn. And if I do like a tutorial on how to create it or a tutorial related with that, then I'll post it on YouTube as well. And with YouTube, I try and schedule my posts um, at least like a week before or a couple of days before. Um, and yeah, and, and I try and I, I plan that um, a week before. Like I got what I do, I have like a board where I have all ideas. So I'll do keyword research mm-hmm. and, and then I'll just place all my upcoming ideas that I have to do and, and I'll have to write. And I try and dedicate Mondays the first two days to doing content. And then if I have client work, I'll fit that in in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. But if there's no client work, I'll just focus on my revenue streams. Oh, wow. Okay. So you really do have a system in place. <laughs> well, awesome. yeah, like sometimes uh, like it, it is, it is a system, but sometimes I don't stick with it all, all the time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, You're and sometimes so, that's right. And some days, like you don't have to be strict and beat yourself up if you don't do something on that one day. Like sometimes I don't get my tasks done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I've got so much to do. Like there's always something to do. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Always. So, yeah. So my idea is that as long as I keep taking action, I'm making progress, right? Yeah. Obviously true. it's guided action. Like I'm focusing on, you know, building a course or building um, a new post or engaging on, in, on social media or whatever. Like it's, you know, targeted, it's focused action. It's not just on yeah, just doing whatever. You know what I mean? If you had to have, or if you had to give one trick to managing so many projects, what mm. would that trick be? <laughs> trick. <laughs> There's no secret pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, a trick or a hack, um, you just, it's all about mindset. Like, Is it? It's just mindset. What do you mean if, by that? So what I mean by that, it's like, like, what do you value? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you actually care about your business? You know what I mean? Like, do 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 like, you got to see your future desired state. You got to look ahead, right? A prudent man looks and cares for the future, right? So if you're looking ahead, the long-term vision, the long-term game, you'll take the steps and the actions to, to get there. Right. So to man, so once again, it goes back to, action so mindset and action together is like that's there's like no trick there's like there's no hack like obviously like you have yeah i have software and i've got things and stuff like that but you got to focus on your strengths and you got to focus on if you have that mindset of you know uh, uh, of a success mindset an abundant mindset and you take action and don't worry so much about perfection but Mm -hmm. but you you know you gotta but the thing is you gotta make sure that it's moving the needle of your business you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk from a business perspective. So mm-hmm. the things that are actually moving your business forward, you got to focus on those things. You know what I mean? And because yeah, it's a lot of stuff. And as I said before, it can be challenging sometimes. And sometimes I don't get the, the stuff that I want to done. Mm-hmm. But as long as I, as long as I have that mindset, then I'll continually keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep taking action, not focusing on perfection, but you know, focusing on the end outcome and the end, my long-term vision of, of, of getting there. Because if I see that, then I'll, I'll be consistent. If that it makes is, sense. 
<laughs> yeah, no, of course. What is your long-term vision? So my long-term vision is to impact, you know, impact and influence the world and to, to teach people, to teach designers um, how to be better at design. But also, you know, I want to have a positive impact on the world as well. So I want to add value to the world, add value to society, you know, help people have a, have a positive mindset, help people, you know, build, build their business, the creative business or whatever. Obviously, you know, I'm focused on creative businesses and stuff like that. But, but like, yeah, that's like my, my, my long-term, my long-term goal. You know what I mean? It's all about love. It's all about giving. It's all about having a positive impact on the world, helping, influencing people to think, to think um, like a success, have a successful mindset and to think like a, like a victorious person, you know what I mean? Not be doubt and doubtful and imposter syndrome and all these things that are just made up, um, you know, but people experience them, but you know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's like the long-term vision. And because I, because I have that, then obviously I have like practical goals. Like I want to reach hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. I want to grow my email list. You know, I want to grow my business and all that, all those things. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'd say that's my, my long-term vision is to impact at least a million people um, positively. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, you've uh, you've accomplished quite a bit in such a short period of time. Out of mm. everything that you've done so far, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Uh, wow. Um, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I remember when I when I sold my first um, product and like I got the message on my phone. It was like from PayPal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you made a sale. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this is like, this is like, yeah, you feel like an entrepreneur. Like, oh, this is legit. Like it works. <laughs> it, <laughs> it works. was one sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it actually does work, you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, look, it's, a, it's a good question. I'd say I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud to, for, to, to have grown my my youtube channel i guess it's it's just reached 7000 subscribers i've it has over 1.4 million minutes watched i have over 600,000 views and to me that's a great achievement because there's so many people viewing what i'm creating and it's actually helped them because mm -hmm. i get so many messages from people saying man this this is so helpful thanks so much you know you really changed my mindset or you really helped me with this like thank you so much for you know just giving your time like and just yeah. Like, and, and that's just on YouTube alone. There's like all these other platforms. Cause I really care about people. I don't, I don't just care about making money. Like money's mm -hmm. a, money's just a byproduct of wisdom. If you have wisdom, then you know, you'll know how to build wealth, mm -hmm. but it's all about people at the end of the day. And, and seeing like just me doing free tutorials on YouTube and stuff like that really helping people um, has, yeah, that's what I'm really proud of. Yeah. You have six streams of revenue, so many hours watched, and I know you want to keep building it, but what are mm. your plans for the new year? My, <laughs> do you well, have any, anything specific? Like, do you mean like next year or like yeah. on action? Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously I'm fully focused on my business mm -hmm. in uh, right now and 2020. Um, yeah. I, I have heaps of goals. Um, but yeah, my plan is to have a clear content strategy in place. Um, I do want to, you know, focus on creating more content, growing my audience as well um, on YouTube, on, on Skillshare, um, on Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I definitely 
one of my key things is I wanted to, you know, create more products, create templates for people, for designers, create more courses, but I also want to get more client work as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really pushing that. Like the last four months, four to six months, I've really like gone out to like local networking events and I've actually gotten, you know, um, clients from that and opportunities from that. Um, so I'm, I really want to make an effort, not just to, you know, dominate social media and stuff, but to actually go out there meet new people, develop working relationships, um, expand my client base and yeah, expand, um, all the, all the content and products and, and revenue streams that I'm working on. Well, I don't, I don't, I see that you would probably, you're probably going to be able to do that with all your, your mindset and all your action that you're taking. So I'm looking forward mm. to see how that all pans out. Awesome. Thank you so much for the support, Laura. Really, it means a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here today. It was awesome talking to you and uh, we're probably going to chat more though, because I still have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> You're very open-minded, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But thanks so much for being here, Jeremy. No worries. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Always keen to have a chat and I'm excited to see the podcast go live next year. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Jeremy's proof that you can overcome any distractions in your life with the right mindset and by taking action. I just want to leave you with a couple of questions. How many streams of revenue are you currently generating? Do you think you want six or more sources? Thanks for listening, everyone.